Blog Talk Radio. Okay, Frank, we're here. Hi, everyone, and I'm glad to be here, and I've got Frank here. He's got a great show planned. So, Frank, tell us what we're going to talk about today. Uh, today, I'd like to kind of go over a little bit of success stories that kind of uh, hopefully inspire some people. But mainly, you know, just it's good to hear every now and then. It's great um, inspiration, but also just feel good stories on uh, people that were need, you know, in need of help and were able to get it and how much it impacted their lives. And, uh, you know, a lot more than at the time that I would say I probably realized, you know, until they had told me after we were done or at a certain point in their training. And, you know, it, it felt good as the trainer. I mean, I'm sure uh, you've heard similar stories from some of your clients in general, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I love those stories because you're like, oh, my gosh, that's what you call amazing. Don't you think? So I do. Yeah, it feels just good inside. Like, you know, there's just something uh, great about it to kind of hear that. I mean, you know you're helping them even if they don't say it, but then all of a sudden when they say it and, and then maybe it, you know, exceeded what you kind of expected it helped in them. Uh, it, it's just a whole nother level, you know, because like I said, it, you thought you were just helping them, but in all reality, like the, you know, with some people it genuinely actually save or saved their life in that sense. And those are the people that I wanted to kind of uh, go into today uh, just to kind of have a, a different kind of show in the sense that we can uh, right. kind of, you know, expand on in general. So uh, what uh, one of the first people that I thought would be really cool to talk about, uh, I had this gentleman I trained a long time ago. He had a very interesting name that you would never forget. His name was actually Valentine, like Valentine's Day. Oh, and I love uh that. Yeah, I think it's kind of, you know, a, a generational name, like, you know, from, uh, he was in his 70s, you know, so I think it's, you know, probably back maybe more in that time frame in a sense. He'd probably be in his uh, late 70s, early 80s right now. So um, it's a name that you don't hear that often, but uh, it is a a name you really don't forget when you meet somebody with that name just because it's a, a very unique name in that sense. So really cool guy. Um, he had... Uh, interesting thing about him, he was super motivated when he first met me. He had some serious health complications from his blood pressure. He was a habitual uh, tobacco use, uh, whether it was through a pipe or, in, you know, or chewing throughout most of his life. And, uh, you know, I mean, to the point where, like, it, it felt like he just he smelled like tobacco. You know what I mean? Like, it was, like, coming out his pores because... He was addicted to it, and um, the guy, you know, would turn bloodshot red at the, you know, drop of a hat, and he had extremely high blood pressure, uh, bad lungs, obviously, from the smoking part to uh, just overall bad circulation, his heart, his lungs. I mean, he couldn't walk from, uh, you know, 100 feet without being severely out of breath. Uh, similar to somebody with COPD. Um, he didn't have COPD. I mean, he probably maybe did, but he didn't know, like he wasn't diagnosed with that. Uh, but he was on extremely 
uh, high blood pressure medicine. And, right. you know, when he first came and saw me, like I said, his cardiovascular was at the bottom floor, like somebody that uh, you have to be ultra careful because there's a huge high risk for a heart attack and um, seizures and, and everything with that, you know, different things that I just said. So when I, you know, first started on my explain to him, you know, I had to put, kind of make sure he understood that, you know, your life's on the line here. Like you, you can't play with this. Like I can put you on a pathway, but only you can follow the pathway. And if you truly want to, you know, survive all the things that you're talking about and you want to change your life, then you need to take the first step and start, you know, listening to what I have to say and, and start doing it. And I'll keep guiding you and I'll keep challenging you and I'll keep more and more, but, you know, safety is going to be my primary concern because I, I don't want you to have a heart attack. I don't want you to, you know, drop dead on the floor while we're training in a sense. So, you know, it made me nervous when I first started training them and I was, you know, extremely cautious, but so I started out, you know, super slow. We were doing some machines and, you know, talking to him about monitoring his heart rate. I got him to get a heart rate monitor. I had them always checking it. You know, I would challenge them to just walk from point A to point B. We'd start by walking for, you know, literally 30 seconds continuous without being out of breath. I mean, he had a, a walker with a chair that he had to sit every now and then, but, you know, and then pushing that forward and changing his diet and trying to cut the tobacco down to a bare minimum. And um, so, you know, we, we made a lot of progress. I trained him for about four months. And uh, I was giving him a lot of homework. He was following it and so on and so forth. And before I knew it, he was able to, to walk around his block, which was about, you know, six yeah. minutes right. um, before he would get exhausted. And, you know, some days were better than others. But that was a monumental leap for him because, like I said, he couldn't go for, you know, 10 seconds roughly almost when we first started without being out of breath. And um, he was able to get up to about, like, five, six minutes after that and then, he could take a break and, you know, he would be very tired and then he'd be able to do a little bit more. And, um, but he had, you know, come back like, a after I was done with his training he came back a few months later and he told me like, you know, he, he kept it going. He, uh, he had to stop for financial reasons, but he said, you know, he kept, uh, doing the things that I showed him and, um, making progress with the cardiovascular, walking around and doing stuff and watching his heart rate and watching his diet. <clears throat> and, you know, he still used tobacco. He was highly addicted to it, but he, he had cut it down to a minimum. And he said, you know, he, he was sure it's like pretty much changed his life. It saved his life. His energy was much higher. I mean, before he'd have to take, you know, multiple naps and he'd have to, you know, sleep a lot, you know, and, it, it was completely different. It was like night and day. He said by the time, uh, you know, I saw him again, his his life had genuinely changed and he felt like it pretty much saved a life, which I, I agree with because, you know, I never met somebody that was in such bad cardiovascular health unless they had a uh, extreme heart attack in that sense. And he hadn't had a heart attack, but he had uh, – you know, so much other circulation and lung issues, it was amazing. I mean, it blew my mind. It was uh, it was great to hear. And I knew when I was training them, it, like I said, it was just very scary when I was training them because I don't know if you've ever had somebody like that you worked with where uh, maybe their mental health is in such bad shape or their spiritual health, but 
you know, that you're, you're worried the whole time that you're, you know, have them, that something can happen any day. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And uh, I understand that, but that is an amazing story. So can you repeat the age of this gentleman, if that's okay, when he started with you and, and he was a tobacco chewer or smoker or how, I'm not both. clear about yeah, that. He, he did both with the tobacco. He, uh, I mean, it, it was, he, he smoked it in a pipe. Was, I mean, at least what he told me, you know, and uh, he was a chewer too. You know, he put the, the chew in his lip and so on and so forth. And I said, this guy reeked of tobacco. Like, I don't know if you ever met somebody that either does so much tobacco or smokes so much that they, it's like, it's on their clothes. It's on their hands. Sure. I mean, his fingernails yeah. were that yellow color from, you know, doing it. It's, it, it was crazy how much he did, but he was in his high sixties. Um, and then, you know, when I, uh, I had seen him throughout the years out there, he you know, was in his seventies. That, that's, uh, that, that's a sweet story there. So, and he was able to walk around the block and, let me ask you a question. You showed him a, how to have a, a serious change in his life, right? I mean, he wasn't somebody that stopped working out years ago or stopped start. He was somebody that that was not part of his lifestyle. I'm get, am I getting that right? Yeah, he, he, he wasn't an exercise person prior. He joined kind of on a whim in the gym, and uh, I got lucky that he was, uh, you know, just kind of talking around and, I had overheard, and I guess, you know, some people had recommended me because of all his issues, and they knew that I uh, had a lot of expertise in different specialties and this and that, and um, I was one of the most knowledgeable uh, trainers there. So, um, you know, it was, it was a, a good match in that sense. And, uh, yeah, we, we, you know, we hit it off from a personality standpoint, too, and he he did everything he needed to do. Like he was serious. He wanted to, you know, take, you know, the the latter part of his life seriously. That's amazing. I love that story. Um, and uh, so he's probably in his eighties now. I guess seventies, eighties, late seventies or eighties or whatever. And uh, he's healthier for it. You know, I'm not sure if you've kept up with him or he's kept up with you. But what a great story. It's a great story. I love that those stories like that, Frank. Um, I know you're a great trainer. You know, I, I'm listening to you, and I go, does he take prospects or projects? It sounds like this guy was probably a project, right? And a fixer-upper, yeah. like house, you know? I'm not saying that's bad or good, but uh, um, so you, you you really helped him. That's that's amazing. Um, oh, t- tell us more, because I love your stories. I, you know, I remember you, you told a couple before, but please, I want to hear more. I know everybody does, so. Well, there, there was another one I was thinking about, and this girl, Mary, um, she was autistic, and she was pretty far on the spectrum. I mean, uh, you know, you, you wouldn't have, let's say, like a, a regular conversation. Um, I don't know if you know anybody that's autistic that's on that part of the spectrum, but yeah, she, she was a, a late teen you know, I first started, I trained her for about four years, uh, off and on her mom, uh, would bring her in and she, uh, I forgot how I ended up training her because she was training with another trainer. Um, and when that trainer eventually left the gym for another job, he had recommended for her to train with me to her mom. And then, you know, so she had trained off and on for probably like eight years at the gym, but with me for about four years. And, um, you know, real interesting girl. Uh, she was in her late teens. 
Um, she was looking to, to stay fit, but uh, also just, you know, get some different things in exercise-wise and, and feel good about herself, you know. So when I started training her, I started realizing that, you know, she, she's not going to be like a typical client in the sense of uh, safety was going to play a major concern because no matter how I tried to explain something or show something, it didn't connect to from her brain to her muscles or, or to her brain uh, from that sense. So it was like everything was a, a – complicating complicated tasks and so I had to give her extremely safe exercises to do where she couldn't hurt herself but also uh you know so she would get exercise in and with her you know I I was racking my brain doing a ton of research because uh she would she was my first client that I trained that was autistic and uh you know it, it talked about trying to keep the same routine all the time so it becomes familiar uh, for her so that way she can actually, um, it, it makes her feel more comfortable when it's familiar and you do the same things all the time. So I knew that. So the other thing was, you know, try to, to work them out hard enough that they, you know, generally are fatigued at the end of the workout uh, because it helps their brain kind of slow down because, uh, you know, their their brain is going really fast and it's hard for them to to slow down with their brain. So I, I did that, you know, I, like I said, I kept everything extremely safe. I couldn't do any free weights or uh, too many things with coordination where she can get hurt, you know, and stuff like that. So I had to be really safe doing things. Um, and we did the same routines, which personally as a trainer, I can't stand doing because it's, it's boring to me doing that, but this is what she needed. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't feel at the time when I was training her, that I was very helpful because I barely got her to get a sweat. We're doing the same routines all the time. Um, she, we, we, you know, I would joke around like I do all the time. I would kid around with her, getting her to laugh and so on and so forth. And I was like, oh, we're going to sweat your butt off today, you know, and, da, 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 and she would laugh. And then, um, you know, and I, I constantly ask her, are you sweating yet? Are you sweating yet? Are you working hard yet? You know, so on and so forth. And get her, keep her motivated and keep her focused. And, um, you know, she was always happy when she came in, super happy, always super happy when she had left. And, uh, you know, her mom will come every once in a while to check in with me and kind of see how she's doing and talk to me for, you know, a few minutes and so on and so forth. But for the most part, I mean, she was a fully functioning adult as a late teen. Um, she had a lot of responsibilities. She didn't drive or anything like that. Uh, she walked to the gym, and uh, it was fairly close to her house, and I'm not sure how far her mom walked her or anything like that. But anyways, one day her mom, you know, had came to talk to me probably after training her for like a year, uh, and she said, you know, you, you don't probably don't know this, but, you know, it this makes a huge impact on her. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, it, it slows down her brain so much with this exercise that it she can function so much better during the week and especially after the exercise. It's extremely beneficial for her. And I said, oh, I didn't know that. And she said, yeah. And she, you know, she said that she raves about me and talks about me at home all the time. And, you know, it it made such a big impact on her, not just um, physically and with her brain, but also emotionally. It had impacted her a lot more than I knew you know, I, I knew she, she enjoyed it because, like I said, she was just a genuinely happy person coming in and uh, and same thing when she had left. So I knew it was beneficial from that standpoint. 
but I honestly felt like I was making very little impact other than just the fact that she was getting exercise and, you know, and nobody likes to feel like that as a person being the helper that you're not really doing much and you're just, you know, taking somebody's, you know, money in the sense or whatever, you know, I like to feel like I'm earning my, my keep in the sense. And, um, but yeah, her mom had said, you know, you, you make a huge impact on her with all this, you know, she's always raving and talking about you to everybody. And she is so much better, you know, emotionally and functioning. And at the time she was taking like classes at Miami Day college that, uh, you know, they had like special classes for, for people with autism to help them, uh, you know, get more responsible and better functional adults and so on and so forth. And, and she said, it's just, it's made such a huge difference. And I was blown away when I heard that. I was like, wow, you know, I would have never thought that had her mom come and told me. Frank, I love that. That's a great, that's a great inspiration right there. So I have a question. I know that you've worked with all types of people, all ages, and and um, but you, t- I feel like that you work with people that a lot of people don't. I'm going to use this word, and maybe I'm wrong. Have the desire to work with, and you see something inside of them, and you're like, I think that this will make a difference for them. Is that true? I mean, you know, most people well, only I want to work. I definitely like challenges in one way or another. Somebody that I feel okay. that is going to challenge me as a trainer, because if if it's easy for me to train them, it's, it's, you know, kind of boring on my end in the sense, you know, if it's easy, it gets, it gets boring unless we just have great conversation the whole time. Um, I get relatively bored, but if I know I'm doing something to help them, I enjoy it more, you know, like if okay. it's truly making an impact on them, I definitely enjoy it more. So you, so I, I'm hearing you. So you're like, you like to take sometimes the, with, you know, the projects, right? That the people that uh, somebody, another trainer may look at, oh, they're not. And you just like, you know what? I can make a difference. They can have, they can have the difference they're looking for and it'll help them. Right. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, a bit. oddly enough, I feel like uh, it's it's faded in a way, too. Like, it's one of those things where they're looking for me without knowing it, and I'm looking for them. Like, it, it's not – it just so it, – it all seems to, like, work out. Like, and, you know, the, the, the fate of it in the sense that they, they've been looking for a trainer. They couldn't find a trainer that, you know, is looking that, – that can help them and so on and so forth. And – I'm not necessarily looking for somebody, but I'm keeping my ears open, and then it, it all comes together, whether it's somebody recommends them to me, and then I talk to them, and I'm like, oh, this is like a perfect fit. This will be fun. Or, you know, something. Something always seems to uh, – they, they find me, and I find them uh, without having to know each other most of the time. You know, I hear what you're saying. And so the the thought that's coming across to me is like, you know, everything is divine timing. So I feel like that I I believe in God. So I'm going to say it like this, uh, if it's okay with you, I believe God puts you together in divine and perfect timing uh, because he knows the the energy of God knows that you this is your this is something that you do well and have patience for. You have a lot of patience. I know you do because I I've been around us autistic uh, children and Ashburgers and, and they, they're super smart. They can be super smart, but they are, you know, can be a handful 
you know, and so you obviously ha- are equipped to handle that, you know, and uh, that's a great story there. I love that. Thank you. Um, you know, so I have a question for you. Have you ever had like um, a really overweight person that they lose weight and they look amazing and it was like, it's almost like a Cinderella story? I always like, I know pe- girls are like that. They like to hear stories like that. Do you, have you had that happen for you? I'm sure you have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, the, with those uh, clients, to me, like, those are probably the, the most common. Um, somebody that's looking – well, I would say I had more of those actually in the beginning of my career. You know, my, my okay. current life, it's more of people that are needing more of the, the, the mental health part of it and the physical health. But when I was starting out, I would get a lot of clients that were looking for the uh, – the quick fixes in a sense, they just want to lose 20 pounds and then, um, you know, start living a healthy lifestyle from there. But they just want me to, to get them from that point A to the point B. And right. I've had two clients like that in a sense. Uh, but currently it's, it's mostly, like I said, I don't really have new clients. I've had clients, the same clients for over 10 years that are, uh, they're, they're just repeat, repeat, repeat. You know, they need it for the mental and the physical health. But in the beginning of my career, I had a lot of those that were, you know, they want to lose 20, 30 pounds for their wedding. And, uh, you know, they have a few months to do it in or the doctor, you know, needs them to get under a certain weight by a certain time for surgery because right. they have a surgery coming up and they need to get no help for it or, uh, you know, some, some to that extent, you know. So I've had quite a few of those earlier in my career. And it was it was fun. It was different because they're super motivated, you know, because they want to get to that goal. Um, and you know, it's 20, 30 pounds. As far as like having a client that's lost, uh, more than like 50 pounds. Um, I haven't had a lot of those typically. They're usually most of my clients have been more, uh, only needing to lose 20 or 30 and then, uh, maintain, uh, beyond right. that, or they wanted to lose quick and then, you know, like I said, for a wedding or something like that, and then they will go do what they had to do, and um, whether or not they were still around afterwards, they might come back here and there when they would gain a couple, and then they want to lose a couple, and so on and so forth, but I can't say I've had a lot that needed to lose, uh, you know, more than 40, 50 pounds, and, you know, stuck with it for long term. Uh, the, right. Those are harder to find, I find, I find as clients, because uh, it takes a lot of dedication on their part to continue going through. Um, from the, now, I've had clients that I, I trained and I got them to lose, you know, 10 to 20 pounds, and then they started doing their own, and they continued losing weight, and then it was over, you know, 50-plus pounds, 60-plus pounds from where they started with me. I've had those type of clients before where they just they did the rest on their own once I showed them what to do and I got the ball rolling after, like I said, the first 10 to 20 pounds, um, and then they were super motivated. But personally, I haven't had any client, I believe, that I can think of on the back of my head that needed to lose 50 or so and stuck with me from that standpoint. So um, it's been more, like, like I said, athletes or people with uh, – uh, you know, physical limitations or, or mental limitations or something like that that I needed to uh, challenge myself with. That, that's a, those are good, though. So you've gotten people to stick with it. I 
they, that's like a real fairy tale for people that have struggled with their weight and you put them on the road and they stayed on it and did the work. That's, that's, I like that. It's a great story. Great stories, actually. So, um, I'm sorry, I interrupted because I know you got more, or uh, you know, and uh, but you got some great health stories too. You can I ask you one question? You're talking about mental, like you have to work with the mental and the body together, right? How do you do that? Do you, do you mind me asking? Well, encouragement and showing them a plan. So you know, if they if somebody comes in and, and they're lacking the, the self-esteem or they're lacking the uh, the strength, you know, mentally to stick with things um, right. and go through it or, or different issues and so on and so forth, um, you know, like anybody, they need encouragement, but they, they also need a support system, you know, whether it's their significant other or their family and so on and so forth um, to be able to go through with it. So, but they, they need to see a plan, too. So, if you know, you can show them that plan and, and they believe in you as a trainer that you can get them through that plan. Um, they they typically see a huge difference. Um, and then, I, like I said, I got some clients, like, they've lost that 20 pounds and they're looking for just more of the workout where it's the mental health because it gets them away from their work and they can talk with me about things and, and do things while they're working out. And it makes them feel better because – they have nobody else to talk to about those things or, or work things out. Um, so it kind of knocks out two birds of one stone in a sense. That's beautiful. I love that. Uh, you know, because I, I don't feel uh, sometimes trainers, I don't feel that, that all of them work with the mental part. And that's something that you work with and, and I do really well with because you recognize it to be something, a key element in your, in your workout. Uh, routines that you do with people. That's cool. And um, have you got an athletic story that you want to share? Because we, we're running out of time, but I I don't know if you have yeah. something like that. I'll, I'll do a quick one real quick on, a, on an athlete. I met a guy, uh, he wanted to train with me. He was a free diver where you basically try to go as deep underwater, holding your breath as you can, just straight down. Um, right. I mean, they, they go, you know, when people Google it and stuff like that, they go ridiculous depths. Um, and it's a competition. It's a competitive field. And he was Brazilian, and he wanted to break the world record in Brazil for the deepest free dive. And he was fit. It was like uh, 25, 26. I mean, really fit, especially for that industry. So I did a lot of research looking for free diving, how they do it uh, physically, how the, the mechanics of it are, all that stuff. And we did this crazy training that I, I racked my brain with on how to train him and I busted his butt. And this guy, like, sweat like you would not believe uh, mm -hmm. how hard it worked out. I mean, you could splash puddles of sweat around him, in a sense, by stepping on it um, in the gym. And so we trained for about four months, roughly. I mean, he was already in good shape, but I took him to a whole nother level. And, uh, you know, he went back and he broke the record. And he wrote me a long email explaining, you know, that how, how much the training just took them to the next level and how beneficial it was and this and that. And uh, I was blown away. I mean, I, I knew I was helping him. Whether or not he was going to break the world record, I didn't know. But, you know, it, it was fun to try to train him because I really pushed some limits from an extreme standpoint for an athlete that I had uh, never done before and some doing some semi-dangerous stuff in a sense, you know. And it was, uh, it was cool because it's definitely a, a sport that you don't hear about much. Right. That's amazing. What a great story. I love that. So um, 
so you you did that extreme sports. You've done it all. You trained, uh, you know, old people, young people, men, women. Uh, you're like a, a trainer that I've never heard about before, and I know you personally. How cool is that? Um, <laughs> I think. Wow, Frank. Uh, so, what's your goal? Uh, your what, who is your best kind of client to train? Is that okay? Because I, as I said, we're running out of time, but I wanted to ask you that, and we'll we'll say goodbye and. Um, and move on. But uh, who's your best client, kind of client you like? Well, I think it's a double-edged sword. I think I got clients that pick me up, and then I got clients that I pick them up. Um, And then there's ones in between. Um, So, you know, I like the clients that pick me up because everybody, you know, loves uh, that. Like, at the end of the workout, you feel empowered just from training them because they're such positive people you know the the negative people they bring me down a little bit but i know i'm making a big impact on them because they need that positivity because they they're just you know negative in their life and they need somebody to you know take them positive so they both have their positives to me in a sense but for me personally i mean of course like everybody you know you want to feel good when you're done training somebody so uh you know I, i love the people that pick me up and just make me feel uh, a lot better in a sense when I'm done training I'm just emotionally and spiritually and um, you know you just feel feel good you feel like you want to go for a run uh, yeah I love running but uh, that's a great story thank you what a nice way to tie that up but hey you close your show out um, I've learned a lot and I appreciate it and thank you for the inspiration here like wow um, so take it away there Frank okay all right, everybody. It was fun talking to you again. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, we're going to keep it going. We want to try to, you know, keep getting ideas on things that you might like and, you know, want to hear about. You know, we'll eventually get the uh, Q&A going. And, uh, you know, I want to get you guys involved and figure out what you want to hear. So if there's anything that you feel you want more of or, or something we haven't touched on yet, let us know. Other than that, uh, have a great time. And I'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye.